Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me uh, to 1 Peter chapter 5. And uh, we're going to get into the word of the Lord. Then we're going to have just a, a season of prayer for just a moment. 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning at verse number 5. It says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Are you thankful for that today? He does care for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Paul give, or Peter gives an admonition, resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world, but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, after you've gone through some stuff, after you've been through hell and high water, Peter said, I'm praying that God would perfect you, that he would establish you, that he would strengthen you, and that he would settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. And everybody said, amen. 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 We're going to continue our series today about after and I'll tell you what I'm preaching about here in just a moment I don't want to spoil that based on what we read here in first Peter chapter 5 we know that that the, uh, what we went through last week I'm not gonna I'm just gonna take just a minute to set this up and then we'll get into our message today but last week we covered how that first Peter was written to five churches uh, in Asia that were suffering that were going through hardship they were going through difficulty and challenges if we think that just because we live for Jesus, we're never going to have troubles or problems, we've missed, we've missed what the Word of God tells us. It's one of my big issues that I have with the prosperity gospel is the prosperity gospel that is often preached and propagated in our world today says that if you're in favor with God, if you're in alignment with God, then you're going to have all the money you've ever wanted, all the cars, all the, never have a problem. I don't read that in the book. Now, God certainly is a good God. I said God's a good God. But here's what I know. He's a good God when I'm on the mountaintop. But he's a good God when I'm in the valley too. He's a good God when I got all kinds of money in the bank. But he's a good God when I'm broke as a joke. He's a good God when I feel good. And he's a good God when I feel sick in my body. My circumstances and my situations do not alter or change the goodness of my God. Come on, somebody. The circumstances that you go through and that you face in this life are not a determination on whether or not you're living right or living holy. Sometimes God will walk his people through troubles and through trials to remind you that if it had not been for the Lord, You would have been swallowed up a long time ago. He talks about some key components about overcoming suffering. He addresses the importance of godly leadership, 
godly spiritual leadership that is so necessary in our world. He talks about mutual submission and humility, how our world could use a good dose of humility. He talks about that we have to learn how to cast our cares on him as an expression of that humility, recognizing that we don't have the ability to take care of these things by ourselves. And so as we humble ourselves, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And so holding on to anxiety is really an expression of pride. Is that all right? And then he lets us know and reminds us that it's important we cast our cares on him because he cares for us as this expression of humility because there is an adversary. There is an enemy of your soul that is, that is walking about, a roaring lion who's walking about seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for those who are, who are weak because they've not cast their cares on Jesus. He's looking for those who have maybe separated themselves from the flock and now they find themselves vulnerable. And Peter says, I've got an admonition for you. Don't just be passive about this adversary. Don't be ignorant of this adversary, but resist him. Come on, somebody. If you're gonna serve Jesus, you've got to learn how to push back against the kingdom of darkness. You've gotta learn how to resist him. Not in the flesh, but we resist him in the spirit. We gotta make some bold declarations. We gotta let hell know, not in my house. You're not coming in my marriage. You're not coming in my home. You're not coming in my, my children's lives. You're not coming in my health. You're not coming. I'm gonna resist. I'm gonna push back against the influence of the enemies. And then he said, I, I, don't, I, I know he's trying to encourage us, but this, this, one of the things that we often say is when we go through suffering, we often say, well, why is this happening to me? I don't understand why this is going on. I don't understand why God, why well, I feel like everybody else is getting blessed, but I'm, I'm the one that's suffering. And Peter said, just, just so you know, all the brothers in the world, all the sisters in the world are going through similar things. So turn to your neighbor, tell him you're not alone. Come on, how many of you can testify? How many of you have ever felt isolated or alone? How many of you have ever felt like you're getting picked on? How many of you have ever felt like if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all? Right? We've all, we've all been there. We've all had those moments where it seems like, and, and this is just my experience. I don't know I can prove this biblically, but it doesn't seem like it's just one thing that comes at you. It's like 14,000 things come at you from all different directions, right? You get a flat tire, the refrigerator goes out on you, something happens to your check and it doesn't go through, and then this happens, right? And then pretty soon you start to feel isolated like I'm all alone. And Peter said, you just need to remind yourself, you're not alone in this struggle. Everybody that is walking this earth and breathing this air is going through these same challenges and these same difficulties. You're not alone. Jesus hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't forgotten your address. He hasn't turned a deaf ear to your prayers. Just sometimes you're gonna go through some stuff. But Peter said, I've got good news for you. After you've gone through this, after you've suffered a little while, after 
hell has tried to beat you up and knock you down. He said, I want you to know there is coming an after in your life. You may not feel like you're gonna make it. You may feel like I can't take another step. But Peter said, let me just remind you, weeping might endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Your breakthrough is coming. Your miracle is coming. You're it's not always going to be like this. You're not always going to be in this situation. God is going to bring you through your problem. So he says, after you suffer a little while, my prayer is that God does four things in your life. He says, perfect. Everybody say perfect. Establish. Strengthen. And settle. Four things that God wants to accomplish in your life that can only come through suffering. Come on, somebody. If everything was always perfect, you would be a spoiled brat. Hello? We all know those kids. Come on, we all know those kids. Mama ain't never told baby boy no one time in his life. And he grows up to be a spoiled, rotten brat. And everybody else around is like, you know what that boy needs? He needs a good old-fashioned whooping. That's what he needs. He needs somebody just to tell him no every once in a while. Listen to me. Listen to me. We have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that there are some things that can only be accomplished in a relationship with God that can only come through suffering. This is why Paul said, oh, that I might know him in the power of his resurrection. And we love the power of his resurrection. We love to, to walk in, in that victory. We love to be victorious over that. But can I tell you, you don't get the power of the resurrection unless you learn how to fellowship with him in suffering. There is no resurrection without a Calvary. There is no Pentecost without Golgotha's Hill, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes God will walk you through some suffering, not because he's punishing you, not because he hates you, not because he's forgotten about you, but because he's got something on the, oh my God in heaven. He's got something on the other side for you that's gonna be better than you ever imagined. But you got a fellowship with him in suffering. My God in heaven, I feel the Holy Ghost today. I love the resurrection. I love the shouting services. I love the ringing of the microphone, bless God. I love when we have all of those moments, but you don't get to those places. Come on, we all know this is true. You don't get to those places until you've gone through some stuff. And there's some things that are produced in us that are the byproduct of walking through with Jesus some difficulties and problems. And diff I just wonder if there's anybody in this room today that could testify, I've been through hell and high water. I wonder if there's anybody in this room that could testify. I've been through some stuff. I didn't know if I was gonna make it. I didn't know how it was gonna turn out. But guess what? I came through on the other side and God proved to me that he's faithful. 
that he's good, that he's got a purpose, that he's got a plan. I think we ought to pause right now and just take a moment to give God some thanks and to give God some praise. Not that he kept me from every trial, not that he kept me from every situation, but every single thing I've been through, he brought me out of, he protected me, he saved me. Come on, anybody got a praise in your heart today that you can testify? Hell thought he had me. Hell thought it was over for me. Hell thought I wasn't gonna make it. But God, who is rich in mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, don't, don't, don't hide your battle scars. Come on, Christians. Quit trying to act, quit trying to put on a facade like we never go through anything. You know, you know what really drives me crazy? Yeah. Fake drives me crazy. Yeah, right, right, right. Fake drives me crazy. When you try to, don't, don't, you're not gonna pull the wool over anybody's eyes when you try to act like you ain't never been through nothing. Right, right. Hello? But there is something that's so powerful about being in the prison and saying, you know what? Even in the prison, he's worthy of a little bit of praise. I'm gonna praise him. I'm gonna worship him wherever I am because here's what I know. He's ordering my steps. He's directing my path. He's got a reason and a purpose of why I'm here. And here's what we learn from, we celebrate. We talk about how, how Paul and Silas were in the prison and they worshiped and sang praises to God, right? They did all of that. But is it possible that God allowed Paul and Silas to go through what they went through and to end up in that prison, end up chained to that, uh, to, to that prison because there was, a, there was a guard and his family that needed to see and experience the power of God in their life. Sometimes God will allow you to go through a sickness. God will allow you to go through a problem. God will allow you to go through a difficulty because he knows that he has the power to bring you through. And maybe, just maybe, somebody needs to see the power of God. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost today. The power of God exercised in your life. We need to quit praying, God, take away the pain. God, take away the problem. And we need to start saying, God, how are you gonna get glory out of my pain? How are you gonna get glory out of my problem? Whatever you desire to do, do it in my life. That's good, that's good, Pastor. That's good. Jesus, go ahead. That's all right. Go ahead and give God a little bit of praise. See, people that ain't never been through stuff don't understand that kind of praise. But when you've been through some stuff and you know where God brought, I feel the presence of God in this place. When you know that you know that you know, I'm not here by my own power, by my own goodness. It was God that brought me through this. Amen. You're not ashamed to lift up your voice. You're not ashamed to give God praise. Jesus, 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 hallelujah, that's all right. We got time for that kind of praise. We got time for interruption praise. Come on, I said we got time for interruption praise. We got time for a praise that says if it had not been for Jesus, 
I wouldn't have made it. I know where it brought me from. I know where it brought me from. I know what he's done in my life. I know how good God's been to me. Come on, somebody praise him right now. Somebody praise him right now. I know you've been through it, but God's been with you every step of the way. God's been by your side every step of the way. Hallelujah. 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 Go ahead. Praise him in the middle of your problem. Praise him in the middle of your prison. Praise him in the middle of your pit. Praise him in the middle of hell and high water. Praise him in the middle of your trouble right now. testimony. Anybody got a testimony of praise in this place today? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. My, 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 my. Listen, sometimes we don't do well with, with interruption praise. But Jesus does real well with interruption praise. When Mary came to Jesus and she took out that alabaster box, had such great value, it had such a great price, but, but, but compared to what God had done in her life, what Jesus had done in her life, none of that mattered. She came to Jesus and she was gonna, she was gonna pour out that alabaster box and, and, and the church looked around and said, whoa, 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 wait just a minute, you can't do that. You're interrupting what Jesus is doing. You shouldn't do that because it could be given to, you know, it'd be given to the poor. And what, but, he, but Jesus said, if you only knew If you only knew the story, if you only knew what I've done in her life, you wouldn't be asking her why is she doing this. You would be finding your own alabaster box. You would be joining in and pray. Come on, somebody. We've got time for interruption praise that is birthed out of a heart that says if you only knew Come on, anybody have some if you only knew moments in your life? Hallelujah. 
Ha! My God in heaven. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost today. I think we just need to pause for just a moment. I feel the presence of the Lord. I feel a spirit of thanksgiving coming in. Instead of cursing the trouble, why don't you praise the one that's given you the power and the ability to overcome that trouble? Instead of cursing the difficulty, why don't you lift up your hands and lift up your voice and begin to give God some praise, begin to thank him that you have a promise that he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you, he'll be by yours. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice right now.